This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Ott and Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT of V S I N. How you doing, JVT? Two in one week, been kind of I don't know if you're kicking, kicking the you know some things, some furniture around the uh, the crib or whatever. But my goodness, I mean, what was the deal not to take the field goal before half with Cliff Kingsbury to go up two scores in that game? Yeah, uh, and that was one too where I right Kyler Murray was at the third play. You know, he goes down uh, to injury, and I kind of felt like that was as I was watching that transpire. Not even just the decision by Kingsbury. But it was like, man, I feel like I'm on the right side here. And if only I had Kyler Murray out there, this probably would have gone the right way that I expected. But, you know, them's the breaks. And uh, unlike some spots, right, you don't always get some of those uh, nice little discounts and refunds on some of the bets when some of that stuff happens. So, uh, no, it was tough, man. But I think overall, relatively solid weekend and uh, continue to go in, I think, a positive direction so far. I was with you on uh, Cincinnati, uh, as yep. we talked about on the podcast uh, last week, uh, despite some respected money coming in uh, two to three hours, about three hours before kickoff uh, on Sunday that drove that line yeah. down to three and a half in some places, three, and I just couldn't see it. Joe Burrow's playing at this level, and Deshaun Watson, he will you know, get better and better after he shakes off that rust, but he has a long way to go, and he looked bad again. Oh, absolutely. And I think some of that, that number move, too, was we were almost had some bad luck uh, injury-wise in consecutive games because that was, I think it was T. Higgins, one of the uh, wide receivers that went down right Very in uh, warm-ups. Yeah, and uh, how about that story, by the way? I don't know if you know this. Did you did you see the story where he actually snuck onto the field after being ruled out? He snuck onto the field for the first snap, and then the Bengals' sideline saw him and had to pull him out of the game. So despite <laughs> being ruled out, he actually played a snap in that game. Uh, but to your point, and part of what we talked about last week, look, these are essentially preseason games for Deshaun Watson, for a guy who has not played football in nearly two years, and he has not looked good in any way, shape, or form. And like you said, will he figure it out and things will get a little bit better for him? Sure. But until that kind of happens, this Cleveland Browns team is a team to kind of look to play against here somewhat frequently. And, uh, you know, I swallowed a bad number. It got up to six. I thought it would close seven. I made it seven. You mentioned where it closed, but sometimes you get away with some bad ones, and that was one of them. 
uh, no doubt, and the Chargers. I think the wrong team was favored in that one. Uh, yep. He's comfortable win uh, for uh, Justin Herbert and the gang. Uh, actually, uh, shouldn't have been as close as the final score. So, 2-1 and one puts you over 500 for the season. Let's get to it. And look, we're going to look at Thursday night in San Francisco. How good do they look? Uh, Brock Purdy, check a little bit on his oblique as he has taken some hits, but he looks fine. The 48 starts at Iowa State uh, proving to be uh, pretty uh, pretty valuable. Yeah. As uh, that's it. That's just in college football is minor league football. I mean, it's you know the more time you spend there, especially at the quarterback position, it does help. No matter what system you're in, and Seattle, no Kenneth Walker. Uh, they got uh, blitz pretty good, and Geno threw a couple of early interceptions that set up some easy scores for the Panthers as well as they won uh, comfortably in that one. San Francisco, Seattle, it's three and a half, but you're more interested in the total, which is forty three and a half. Yeah, and this got bet up to 43.5, opened 41.5, but I'm going to go against this here, and I think this is probably where we're going to peak here with the number, so I'm going to play it under, Jimmy, and part of the reason is the two quarterbacks. We'll start with Geno Smith. Uh, he, I think he's officially turned into a pumpkin. Smith has had a really good year, but if you look at some of his last couple of starts, man, going all the way back to he had a great game against the Giants, but since then... PFF passing grades of 61, 67, 63, had a pretty decent day against the Rams, 72, and then you mentioned the Carolina game of 54. Hey, his turnover-worthy plays have spiked like crazy. He has had three out of his last six games in which he's committed multiple turnover-worthy plays, including five against the Carolina Panthers, and this is one of the best defenses in the National Football League, if not the best defense in the NFL. By EPA standards, it's the third best defense in the National Football League. It is a front seven that is going to get after Geno Smith. I think this is one where this offense for Seattle is going to get held down pretty well on a short week against a divisional opponent. And on the flip side, for Brock Purdy, you know, it's been great that he comes in a relief against a Miami team uh, that I thought was kind of up against it in a pretty poor spot. Uh, and, a, and of course, against a really good defense and doesn't really have to do that much. And the same could be said for Tampa Bay. But now again, short week on the road against a divisional opponent that's somewhat familiar with you. Purdy, through the first two games of his NFL career as a starter, uh, or on the field, we should say, uh, averaged up the target of under six yards. It's really vanilla what they're doing with Purdy out here. I just feel like this kind of uh, brings it all together for a game that's going to be pretty low scoring. Now, could get burned by maybe short fields and defensive touchdowns, so I think that might be a possibility. But I think we're not expecting much from either one of these offenses here. So I'm going to go ahead and play this thing under 43 and a half at a short week in the divisional game. All right, uh, let's go to the Saturday night game. Keep in mind, you got that uh, Saturday triple header. Fun day of yeah. uh, hanging out in the sports book. You got a full slate of uh, college basketball and NBA. You've got NHL. You got a triple header in the NFL, and you got the uh, six bowl games uh, on that day as well. Let's get to the night game and. Well, boy, the schedule makers didn't do the Miami Dolphins uh, a whole lot of favors. Huh? Go to uh, Santa Clara, then you're going to go to Los Angeles, uh, back to Miami, then we're going to ship you up to Buffalo with a little wintry mix here, probably. Buffalo is seven and a half at home. Revenge spot here. Remember they took like 90 snaps? It's like 90 yeah. snaps to 40 in that first game against uh, Miami, down in Miami where Miami held on uh, to win. And then Las Vegas, um, how did they lose that one uh, last Thursday night? It killed their winning streak. But now they take on New England. New England, the, the beef of their schedule is to finish the last three. They need this one to keep their uh, their playoff hopes alive. Right now, they are the number seven seed, but that was a less than impressive victory uh, on Monday night uh, at Arizona. Looking at a teaser here, JVT. Yeah, so I'm going to tease down the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to tease up the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll start with the Bills. 
Uh, look, I'm kind of anti-Miami. I've played against them each of the last two weeks, Jimmy, and uh, for good reason. I, I think, one, Tua Tungvaluwa uh, has been buoyed by this offensive system for Mike McDaniel. I don't think it's really any question about that. Tyreek Hill's been a little banged up, and we have seen now Tua kind of starting to show the same warts that we've seen from him in the past. You know, people keep talking about the arm strength. To me, it's just this lack of accuracy when he gets a little bit further downfield. His average depth of target each of the last two games has been over 11 yards, but his literal accuracy, you know, his adjusted completion percentage, as they call it, like where the ball is placed is about 50% or lower in each of the last two games. He's been really poor here. And so I think that this is one where the Dolphins, again, uh, they have been in a little bit of a tough spot. Last two weeks, a little overvalued. Now the market's starting to catch up with them, but I'm going to come in and be able to tease this thing down. I haven't been overly impressed with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, offensively, did really look disjointed against the New York Jets. But getting that through two key numbers in this matchup, where I think the Dolphins are still, in a sense, playable uh, to play against them, I should say, in a big, I guess we'll call it a revenge spot for the Buffalo Bills, and as you said, a more favorable weather environment uh, for Buffalo, I think this is one where we're going to be able to see that this Bills defense is going to be able to do what Tua has faced the last couple of weeks, which is keep everything in front of him, not allow him to have these receivers run free and wild, get some pressure on him as well, and put forth a very poor effort. So I feel comfortable getting this through two key numbers and teasing this down for Buffalo. And as for the Raiders, again, you know, I always talk about this with you guys, but it's always about like market re- like perception and where we're at with these teams. Some spots opened this look-ahead line last week. Raiders minus two, but because they lost the game to Baker Mayfield, all of a sudden that's worth three points, and we see this number at one over at Bet Rivers and other spots in favor of New England. Look, I think that this is a little bit of an overreaction from one result. This Patriots team did not look impressive against the Arizona Cardinals at all. No. Uh, what happened was Colt McCoy got into the game. They turned the ball over a couple of times. DeAndre Hopkins, can I just say really quickly, I love when players make mistakes and they slap their chest like, oh, my bad, that was me. Like, yeah, great, but you gave up a touchdown, man. Uh, it was an absolute nightmare for Arizona in that game as opposed to what the Patriots were doing. So I'm going to go ahead and tease that number up, get it through two key numbers. McDaniels in this offense have done a pretty decent job. But if you look at what they did game plan wise against the Rams, and this is a sign of poor coaching, they went into that game extremely vanilla with their game plan, thinking they were going to get in, get a win and get out. I would assume that they're going to be very focused. There's also a chance you're going to get Darren Waller and or Hunter Renfro back in this game. That would be worth a little bit of an upgrade for the Las Vegas Raiders too. So give me that uh, teaser with the Bills teased down to one and a half and you get me up to that seven for the Raiders. I think it's a pretty good option for you if you're out there. Yeah, Jacobs and Adams could use a, a third and fourth yep. option, uh, you know, distributing the football uh, without a doubt. And I, I could not be uh, less impressed with that New England win uh, on Monday night. Again, I mean, it's it's room service for him. I mean, my goodness, you know, holding the ball and when you're running through traffic with one hand is not exactly ball security. And you see it. And that Kyler Murray, his quarterback, does it all the time, you know, yep. and he loses some uh, from time to time. And it costs you the game. And also the mismanagement. That is a defensive game. You have to go. What are you going to do? You're going to set up. You're going to convert a fourth down to set up a closer field goal right. before half. So I mean, what are you having to gain by risking it? it? It really hurt them. I think the complexion of that game completely switched by not kicking that field goal and allowing a little better field position for New England to get a field goal right before half. Instead of nine, you go up three uh, up at half. So Buffalo minus one and a half in Las Vegas plus a seven. I like that one a lot as well, uh, JVT. A little Saturday, Sunday uh, t- teaser for you, hyphenated teaser. And then we go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, t- Tennessee's up 7 nothing and 14-7, and Derrick Henry's running. And then next thing you know, here come the Jacksonville Jaguars as they storm back and beat uh, beat Tennessee by a couple of scores. Dallas, what a scare they had uh, yeah. last week as – 
Samora, I mean, challenge the call on second down. If not a touchdown, it's really, really close. Put the tight end behind the quarterback and push him in. The Bush push was a penalty for a reason. It does create an advantage. And until abating a runner is a penalty again, do it. Yep. But that's what bad teams do. Houston kept them alive. And Dallas kept a lot of people in their survivor pools, I would guess. Dallas going to Jacksonville. There are five-point favorites here on the road. Yeah, and this might this isn't so much. Hey, we're playing against what we recently saw for Dallas. I think it's a relatively like solid matchup here for Jacksonville. Which you know, look, they have a long hill to like climb up here. They're not dead in this AFC South now that the Tennessee Titans are falling apart and they just smacked them. So there's a lot of motivation for Jacksonville to keep this thing going. And if they can steal one, uh, this favorable schedule the rest of the way, they play the Titans one more time, they'll play the Texans, so the motivation's there. Uh, but for the matchup itself, I think there's a couple of things that work for Jacksonville, Jimmy. First off, it's the fourth best team against the run in a lot of different metrics, including EPA. So I think they can play Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott very well. We've talked a lot about this dynamic with Pollard and Elliott anyway and that the, the uh, Cowboys, for some reason continue to give a brunt of the carries to Ezekiel Elliott, despite the fact that Pollard's doing much more with his share that he's getting a little less of. But I think this front seven for Jacksonville, we have a large enough sample size to believe in how well they can play the run. That's going to help them out. And on the flip side, you know, one of the least pressured quarterbacks in the NFL is Trevor Lawrence. And part of it's the offensive line, but most of it is because he's got the fourth lowest time to throw. He's throwing it under two and a half seconds per attempt, which essentially is this whole offense is drop it back and get rid of the ball. That's all Trevor Lawrence has done this entire season. And that's going to do a lot in terms of avoiding Mike Parsons and this pass rush of the Dallas Cowboys. I think they can find some success here. Jacksonville can. And when you're talking about this matchup, both offensively and defensively. So I'm going to go ahead and grab the points here with the Jaguars. I think that this is one matchup that works in their favor. It is a team that I think is wildly motivated now after a big divisional win over the Tennessee Titans. And moving forward, although it's a really narrow path, still has a path to make it to the postseason in a bad division if everything keeps going south for the Titans. So give me the Jacksonville Jaguars in a matchup that I think really works out for them. There you go. Jacksonville trying to gain one more game, uh, game in those standings, get one game closer to set up a winner-take-all a final game in the uh, final week of the season as they will host uh, Tennessee uh, in that final game. Of course, they've already won the first one, so they would uh, win the tiebreaker on head-to-head. So JVT with the 2-1. and one. Got hosed again. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get the karma uh, police out for you. Remember when they used to get bad beats and give certain re, <laughs> yeah. re, refund your bet or void your bet and things like that. Well, uh, you could have had one with the coach of malpractice and the ball security on Monday night. And bad luck with Kyler Murray going down with a knee injury on a third play from scrimmage. Okay, under 43 and a half. San Francisco, Seattle, under 43 and a half on Thursday night. Buffalo, minus one and a half, tees to one and a half. Las Vegas, tees to plus seven. And then Jacksonville, plus five. For Jonathan Von Tobel from Beeson, I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.